And Jesus made it clear to everyone how important obedience was when he said this, My nourishment comes from doing the will of the Father who sent me and from finishing his work. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Well, all right. Well, it's great to see all of you. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I know our family, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving, though I must, I must confess, there was no pecan pie at Thanksgiving. So I'm begging you, Sister Becky Smith, for some pecan pie. The kind that Pastor Dan won't take away. (laughs) Never forgiven him for that. I want to. I just can't. Turkey farmer. A turkey farmer was always experimenting, trying to breed the perfect turkey. He was excited when he was able to report to his friends that he had developed a new breed of turkey with six legs and therefore six drumsticks. His friends were impressed. The first question they asked was how the turkey tasted. And the farmer answered, I have no idea. I've never been able to catch one of them. (laughs) There's your annual turkey joke. Okay. I want to talk about giving for a minute. But not just giving. But giving in obedience. In Luke chapter 6, this is what the Lord says. He says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Amen. Do you believe that? I believe that promise. You know why? Because Jesus said it. Jesus said it. And you want to know something else? I've had that promise fulfilled in my life many times. And I have also not experienced it. And so since I know his words and his promises are true, then I'm convinced that there are reasons that I don't always live in the blessing of that promise. And I believe that the word helps us understand why we don't maximize the promise of blessings. From our giving. You see, I've always believed that there is nothing greater than living in the grace of God. But because of the, what the Word has taught me about giving, I now believe that there's nothing greater than living under the grace of God in obedience to God. And what I mean by that is that surely we are saved by grace. And every hope we have was made possible by a merciful God And the sacrifice and victory of Christ. But every benefit and blessing and promise 
available to, available to us involves obedience in order to experience those things in our life. Now, we've always said around here that giving is an act of worship and tithing is an act of obedience. And that's true. But to experience all that God has for us and promises us, obedience becomes the critical ingredient. Way back in the Old Testament, the word said, if you obey the Lord, that wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. And Jesus made it clear to everyone how important obedience was when he said this, my nourishment comes from doing the will of the Father who sent me and from finishing his work. Obedience qualifies us to cooperate with God according to his purpose. I really can't explain it very well intellectually. And I can, I can defend it scripturally, but I want to tell you it's more than something that has biblical backup. When we give out of worship and obedience, God supernaturally invades our life and changes things. He gives us peace in the middle of our conflicts. He gives us hope and optimism that things will ultimately work out. You see, living in grace is a blessing and a miracle. But living in grace and obedience activates the will of God in our life. Obedience. Obedience is the difference. And giving is one of the tangible things that God puts in place for us to demonstrate our obedience. When it comes to giving, it's important to remember that the significance of giving in the kingdom of God never had anything to do with money. God doesn't need your money. The significance of giving is designed for the giver. And of course, benevolence and the help it provides those in need is a component of God's purpose. But giving is about us and our relationship with God. Giving is an expression of our faith and our freedom in Christ. When we give, we are saying to God that we believe he will continue to provide. When we give, we are living daily without fear of tomorrow. And giving sacrificially in obedience is how God conditions us for the trials and our hardships in our life so that we can get through them. I want to challenge some of you today, especially if you are having anxiety over money. And we all know how easy it is to get stressed over money during the Christmas season, which is upon us. But I want to challenge you to be obedient to the Lord with your giving. Because I know God's blessings and promises are meant for us to experience in ways that we could never imagine. You know, the Lord also said a little later in the book of Luke, that if we'll just seek after him and his kingdom, all the things that we need will be given to us. And I'm not saying he's going to send an immediate financial answer to your problem, but I know he will give you a peace about it that you never had before. And he will set your mind straight. And he'll allow you to be able to face each day knowing and expecting 
something good is going to happen. In Jesus' name. Stay tuned as Bobby gives some simple tips on how you can enjoy the holiday season. Turn your worry into worship. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Are you glad you go to a church that's just alive with worship? I know I am. Here's a story about a place that's maybe not quite so alive. Are you ready? One Sunday morning, the pastor noticed little Alex was staring up at the large plaque that hung in the foyer of the church. The plaque was covered with names and small American flags were mounted on either side of it. The seven-year-old had been staring at it for some time. So the pastor walked up beside him and said quietly, Good morning, Alex. Good morning, pastor, replied the boy, still focused on the plaque. Pastor, what is this? Well, son... It's a memorial to all the men and women from here who have died in the service. Soberly, they stood together staring at the plaque when little Alex finally spoke. Which one, Sunday morning or Wednesday night? (laughs) It's not like that here. You know, we're officially entering into the Christmas season. And while it's certainly meant to be a time to celebrate the birth of Christ and to be a happy time, the truth is that for many of us it can be a time of great anxiety, stress, and worry. And when you think about it, what happens is our schedules get get crowded and we end up juggling too many things. And we have all these added pressures to our life this time of year, like what gifts to give people, last-minute tax decisions or visiting relatives, or a host of other things. In our case, we're always scrambling to get our customers their orders filled for the season. And what else happens is some of the joy of Christmas can get away from us. And what I want to tell you today is that this is the time of year for us to expose worry for what it is. It's worthless. And let's replace it with something far more valuable. Worship. That's right. We need to turn our worry into worship. And to turn worry into worship, we have to understand that worry is so displeasing to the Lord. In fact, right after the Lord said, Oh, you men of little faith, he he said, Don't be anxious for tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You see, when we worry... We're making a statement to God that we don't think he can handle things. And that's just plain silly, isn't it? I love this this quote by Mary Crowley. She says, Every evening I turn my worries over to God because he's going to be up all night anyway. (laughs) See, sometimes it seems we worry about everything. We ask ourselves, why did this happen? When will this other thing happen? How could that happen? 
Did you know that we only have to look to the Word for examples of those who could have worried but instead chose to let God direct their steps? I mean, take Abraham. He followed God's lead without knowing where it would take him. And Hannah waited for God's perfect timing without knowing when it would happen. Mary expected a miracle without knowing how it would happen. And Joseph trusted God without knowing why their circumstances happened the way they did. What these heroes of our faith all had in common was they were too busy finding their purpose in life by trusting God to spend any time worrying about it. So if worry is worthless, then why worship instead? I'll tell you why. Because at the heart of worship is surrender. And when we surrender the control of our life to God, then we're admitting our limitations without Him. And we acknowledge His amazing love and His mercy, and we're demonstrating our trust in Him alone. In 1988, there was a simple little song that became the biggest hit song of our century here in literally every country in the world. It wasn't a gospel song, Hugh, but its message could have made it one. It went like this. In every life, we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Anybody remember this? about it. Look, worry is usually thinking about what you can't do anything about anyway. But worship is thinking about the one who has no limits to what he can do. And when we worship, there's just no room for worrying anymore. So this Christmas season, don't worry. Be happy. And let's worship Jesus the King who came to save us. Stay tuned as Bobby exposes the insidious disease of procrastination and learn how to stop it. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right, get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. 
But first, I want to talk about a disease that is affecting many of us. The disease is called procrastination. Has anybody heard of this one? I've been meaning to talk about procrastination for some time. (laughs) But I keep putting it off. Thus, the evidence that I'm also affected, infected with this disease. But I don't even know where the word comes from. I'll have to ask Des about that. But it's a very descriptive word. It starts out with pro. And you know, some of us are so good at it, we could probably make a living at it. And it ends with nation. And we have, in fact, become a nation of procrastinators. Procrastination means to intentionally put off something that should be done. And in case you were wondering, that's not a good character trait. Especially for a Christian. And it happens to be one of the greatest assets the enemy has and uses to prevent you from reaching your potential as a follower of Christ. Does this little poem ring true with anyone? Procrastination is my sin. It only brings me sorrow. I know I should give it up. In fact, I'll start tomorrow. That sounds like, that sounds like me. Let's face it, if we're honest. Most of us have this problem in some area of our life. I mean, I consider myself a get-it-done type of person. But when it comes to the subject of dentistry, tax returns, okay, haircuts, (laughs) you wouldn't know anything about that, though, would you? I've been known to come up with any excuse not to do it. I don't, I don't know what your issue is with it this morning. But whatever it is, procrastination is a self-inflicted disease. And it's a pattern of behavior that's unpleasing to God. So why do we put these things off that we know we should do now? Well, there are several reasons. First, because we're indecisive. We're not sure what action to take, so we don't do anything. And that's not good. The word says that a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. So to take indecision out of our life means we have to pray for guidance. And then we have to focus on our task until we know what action to take. The second reason we procrastinate, believe it or not, is fear. We're afraid of what will happen when we act because we can't handle the thought of a negative outcome due to our actions. And this is another place where the Lord can help you. I mean, while fear is normal, fear and anxiety don't come from the Lord. He can bring peace to the situation if you just trust him. And try asking yourself anyway, what's the worst that can happen, really? Most of the time, we get ourselves all worked up for nothing. And we're actually relieved once we confront the thing that's caused us such strife, regardless of the outcome. The third biggest cause of procrastination is the most common. Laziness. It's true. We live in a culture that's constantly trying to make things easy for us. So then it's easy to push the more difficult things off. Did you know that the most powerful marketing word is easy? In all the years that we sold exercise products, I never once promoted a product by saying, if you use this product and work real hard, you'll get in shape. No, we said using this product makes getting in shape easier. 
I guess now that I think about it, I should feel guilty about that. <laughs> but the point is, always taking the easy way is a characteristic of laziness. And Proverbs says, lazy people want much but get little, while the diligent prosper. And if you think procrastination is harmless, think again. Because there's a cost of procrastination. It always causes problems in our life. I mean, how many opportunities are lost because we didn't act in a timely manner? I mean, I can think of quite a few in my own life. And the most damaging thing about procrastination is how it can hurt other people. Usually the people we love. Laziness and making excuses show a lack of commitment. And it can erode the respect and faith that someone that we care about has of us. So what can we do about something that has infiltrated our life like this disease, procrastination? Well, like the fight against any disease. The first step is recognizing the symptoms. And then, in this case, the road to recovery starts with being grateful to God and wanting to please Him. So we need to stop putting things off and we need to stop making excuses for what we're not getting done. And we have to realize that an excuse is just a lie wrapped up in a reason. Then we have to acknowledge that God will over help us overcome procrastination if we will take the first step. The Word says, there's nothing I can't do with the help of Christ who gives me strength. The most important thing you can do about procrastination is to make the decision to stop doing it now. Just think about all the things that you have to do and start doing them today. And remember, God has a purpose for your life. And he wants nothing more for you than for you to fulfill your destiny in him. And the one thing you don't want to be late for is your appointment with destiny. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197 or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.